Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. G'day everybody, welcome to Inside the Ropes, episode number 107. Seven. Oh, that's Correct. the voice of Justin Falconer in the background who is confirming that it is in fact <laughs> episode number 107. Uh, we, we like uh, encouraging and celebrating hashtag golden era and Falconer is our hashtag golden era member of the Inside the Ropes team. Hello to you. Hello Andy. If anyone mentioned in the golden era um, conglomerate, I'd have to be the least talented. You, you are in it, however, mm. by virtue of the fact that you're about 11 years old and it's a joy to have you here, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Mike Clayton is here. Hello to you, Andy. Clayton's. How are you? Going well. How are you good. going? All you good. Caught up in US Open fever. Did it grip you? Uh, I actually had to go to a meeting in the morning, so I didn't see any of Monday. Well, it got a bit. Well, Stacey Peters is going to join us, by the yeah. way, a bit later on in the show to preview our seven-player contingent that we're throwing at the LPGA Championship at Hazeltine, starting uh, Australian time Friday morning. Obviously, got a bit exciting. On uh, I thought the whole thing was a bit, and then it sort of exploded a bit on the front nine uh, on the final round. It there are all sort. There's a world of possibilities existing there for about forty-five minutes. Yeah, Kepka got off to a great start. Oh, Scotty was throwing himself yeah. in, just on the edge of being relevant, like really relevant. And players were sort of throwing themselves into the mix. Rory was sort of throwing himself in there and things were going left. And then it all went pear-shaped. Yeah, the last thing I saw, I think, was Adam hitting it, stiffing it on 12. Mm. Mm. I'm like, how can, he hit it? how can he hit that drive at 13? Oh. I mean, see, but he was trees down the left of the tee and he's teed up on the left side of the tee and hit over, out of bounds on the right. Hey. Well, why wouldn't you? It seemed like a weird place to tee off from. I mean, obviously he's there. He kind of knows what he feels, but you would think he would. If you ever, if the only way you would ever hit it out of bounds was to go to the left side of the tee and block it. It, it was the worst. Yeah. Like, I'm no swing doctor <laughs> no. by by a long way, but it was the worst swing I've seen Adam Scott make no, ever. No, 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 no. ever. Clance. No, no, no. He's never swung so wild at a ball as he did on guy, the 13th tee. Guy put up on Twitter. Two, two swings of Dustin Johnson. He said, one of these is a duck hook. Right, <laughs> you couldn't tell And one difference. of them is a big high rip cut. Yeah. He said, see if you can tell which one it is. And you, it drives me crazy when you watch these TV analysts who see a guy's swing. I'm not even going to go. No, 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 who, but it looked like he See a guy's swing. They see where the ball's gone. Yeah. And then they fit the analysis yeah, to the shot. True, true. Okay, put the swing on. You don't know where the ball's gone. Tell me where this ball's gone. Yeah. Dustin John, these two swings were... Uh, Absolutely identical. Right. There was no chance in in normal motion you could tell where the ball had gone. But, did, but we, this was easy to tell because well, Adam Scott it, went straight away. He went, oh, no, and he no, got, yeah. get out, stay in, stay in, or you know, kick left or yeah. something he was saying. So. But that's after the, he's made the follow through. Yeah. It did. Just, yeah. Did you, it yeah, just I was did, watching. I, I watched it live and I thought, oh, that doesn't. Well, oh. it doesn't look good because he, you know, he gets 
99 percent of the way through the swing, and the arm comes off the club. Or, you know, <laughs> that, that, right, well, I yeah. guess that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so deflating to be watching it, oh especially as God. he said, Clates after the birdie at 12. Yeah. I think he'd made four and an eagle for the day at that point, and was still probably four back, and yeah, needed know, something miraculous yeah, still yeah. to come, but. To then see that drive and without having been there, from all reports, like it went so far right yeah. between that fence and like. Yeah. But weren't you thinking at the time? Like I was thinking at the time, Woodland had, you know, you, you, you need to go back and Well, forensic- at that point, we're assuming Woodland's not going to win. No. Which was clearly proved he, to be a very unfair correct, assumption yeah, to make yeah. given how well he played. But he'd stuck it in a few pots and he put it yeah. in that, made that unbelievable up and down on the on the short par three and he. He, he he was just giving he he looked like a guy who was trying to look like Brooks Kepka, <laughs> but internally you felt like he yeah. was he was more like Kevin Nah or someone. Kevin yeah, like, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Everyone, and a, you've never seen a more misleading three shot win than that one. Why do you say that? Well, that Kepka hits the great shot into eighteen and then mm. doesn't get up and down. How good was that? Woodland hits, hits the amazing pitch at seventeen mm. when five times out of ten he's making four. And then he flukes it across the last green. The last green doesn't matter. So whilst it was three shots in the end, and you could look, you could look. Someone look at those scores in ten years and say, "Well, he won pretty easily." Yeah. But there was a lot happened in the last fifteen minutes. You know, you know for, for a game that's really slow, uh, things can happen really quickly. And yeah, it's really it's amazing how quick along. it can all happen. It's true. With yeah. the chip on seventeen, he said that apparently his caddy said afterwards that he had the exact same chip on Friday from the same spot and just lifted it over the sort of yeah. that edge around the corner and made par and walked off. So, uh, yeah, that was probably the, yeah. the, the tee shot to get to that position was if as bad as Adam's drive on yeah, 13, yeah. perhaps if not worse. Mind you, you look at past US Opens, not many players hit that 17th green. Mm. That, that's green's bit. They all that, seem to be happy that, to be front right. That and, green's been missed a lot of times at yeah. the 71st hole of the US Open. Yeah, yeah. Aside from Jack, of course, who what, hit, the, hit the flag with a one on. What was it playing on? What was the yardage on? Did they, did they go forward the last day? Because they played off the fourth tee on the third day, didn't they, I think? Was it? It was at least 180, I reckon. Yeah, because okay, it was playing no, longer yeah. than that earlier in the week. Wasn't yeah. it? They had at one stage, it was 200 plus, mm. I reckon it might have been. Well, one stage, they were right back out. on the fourth tee. Yeah, right. Okay, that was they it. played off the back of the fourth yeah, tee, right, okay. I think, the yeah. third day. But I think yeah. seven was only 75 yards on the Sunday, no, is that it was right? 98. It was 98, 98 one day. Yeah. yeah. It might have been the last day, yeah. I think it was really tiny. It was tiny. So what do we make of him? He was 0-7 coming in uh, on the PJ Tour when leading after 54 holes, which was another reason you kind of thought, yeah, he's a good player and he's, you know, he can thump it, but mm. he's not going to win. Like, he's, he's not going to win this thing. Um, and his numbers, you, if you have a look at the stats, you know, his numbers were tied two greens in regulation, tied fifth driving distance, you know, that, that tied 22 fairways, tied 19 stroke gains, putting. Like, he's done yeah, it. Yeah, the right guy won. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. well not – I mean, between him and Kepka, I think his short game has been always his, – his stats are pretty dodgy. I think he was, what, one on the tour, 160th or something in strokes going around the green, scrambling. And yet he's – And put, he was number one for the week. His so, clutch putting was awesome yeah, throughout. But the, he, went to, he went to see Peter Cowan, who's – I played golf with Peter in Europe in the 80s. And he was a struggling average player. And they're nearly always the best teachers. Yeah. Because right. they know how hard golf is. <laughs> right. you know, good players can't teach because they just think it's easy. Peter Thompson just take it back and hit it. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> right. Fair enough if you don't take it back inside and shut or right. outside and open or but anyway, Cowan's a great teacher. He teaches Stenson and a you know, a long list of um long list of guys that won majors. Yep. 
And Woodland started working with him on his short game a couple of years ago. So clearly that's made a massive difference to him. Is it wrong? Or, sorry, it's not. How unfair is it that a bloke wins probably the only major he's going to win? You know, he might win it. It's good luck to him if he does. We said that about Brooks Kepka. We did say that. You're quite right. But it was almost like it was Kepka was the story still, mm. even though Gary well, Woodland's won the thing. Well, like, Kepka would have been the best story because it would have been three in a row. It was, it was it's a, still a remarkable story. Yeah. Anyway, look, yeah. major since 2014, he's played 20 of them. He's finished, he's won four of them, and he's finished top 10 seven times. I mean, his record in majors since 2014 is a joke how good it is. So, And hasn't missed a cut once. I threw, I, a joke. I threw this out there on Twitter during the week. Didn't get much of a bite. But <laughs> if Kepka finishes, if he doesn't win at Portrush but has a good finish, is that the most disappointing major season since Greg Norman in 1986? Oh. <laughs> well, well, disappointing in the sense of what it could have been. It's Not cashing disappointing. In. Well, I mean, Greg could have won the Grand Slam that year. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. So, w- which would have been one of the great feats yep. in golf, along with Bobby Jones. I mean, no one, no one, Woods one had four. He had four at one time. Yep, three one year one, and the Masters the next. But you know, as close as Kepka's been at Augusta and here. Yeah, you, you know, is it? You're dying. To, I'm dying to see someone win a win, win them all in one year. Tiger yep. never isn't going to do it, and Kepka's gone. Greg went close. Is it is it disappointing that he doesn't get there? No, or is it just No one will ever do it. I was just gonna ask, do you reckon that'll happen in your lifetime, my lifetime, Manny? Well Tiger had four in a row. Yeah, but he was it's Tiger. Yeah, like, was Tiger. He's no yeah. longer Tiger. But Kepka's Kepka's the best player since Tiger. But he's not he's still not Tiger. Oh, he's No, well no one's Tiger because it's unfair to compare anyone with yeah. Tiger. In fact, the unfairest thing is to compare Tiger with Tiger. I'll tell you that's what he the mistake had... everyone's made. Yeah, that's you know, true. They're, they're comparing yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger, yep. which was a point John Huggan made on a podcast I listened to yesterday. The unfairest thing is comparing Tiger with Tiger. That's a yeah. very fair that's observation. That's so unfair. He's because, a different golfer. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, and people, th- they kind of think, well, now he's got a great chance to win the Grand Slam. He's, well, sorry to tie Nicholas's record. He's still got a equal Hale Irwin's career to get to Jack. Yeah, that's Three majors. Hale yeah. Irwin was a hell of a player. If he, he if, played for 20 years to get three majors. If Kepka had won the US Open, he would have leveled Phil with five majors. Unbelievable. Just like that. Well, Unbelievable. He's a, but he's a better player than Phil. Not longevity. No, nah, he will be. At, you mean his peak is uh, being or, a better player? No, no, at the end of their careers, he's going to have a miles better record than Mickelson and the majors. What if he wins eight PGA Tour events, including majors? doesn't matter if he, if he, went, if he wins 10 majors. He's, you, know. <laughs> you reckon he's a better player than Mickelson? He's going to be, yeah, clearly. We can drive the ball straight. <laughs> yeah, but Phil doesn't has never needed to drive the ball straight. The fact that it's even had, a conversation is like is pretty extraordinary. I mean, we're, you know, I'm playing just, devil's advocate a bit, but I'm with you. you know, yeah. Phil's choked his brains out in about <laughs> five US true. Opens. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. they showed the replay in the lead up to um, this Jeff's you know wing foot. They, oh, right. they showed. Yeah. You have to watch that. You actually have to watch that back. Believe it. To AC, like Ogilvy played some like that up and down on. 17, 16, 17. from the front of 17, the little yeah. chip in the putt. Right. No, that was 16. 16. He, he chipped Unbelievable. It, he chipped it in at 17. That's right. From the, yeah, that's right. That up and down on 16 was phenomenal. But but the way Mickelson butchered what he was doing, I, how he well, was, how he let himself yeah. do what he, he did. He made a terrible decision. I mean, if he, he could have pitched it out 80, 60 or 80 yards away, the guy's got the best short game in the world. Why would he even hit the drop? Why would don't even hit well, driver? Well, he couldn't hit the ball. He barely hit a fairway that day. He was lucky yeah, to beat it. Yeah. In fairness, but he could have pitched it out, and he got a chance to get it up and down from eighty yards. And if you don't, you're in a playoff with Jeff Ogilvy. Yeah. Think, 
Mickelson's going to worry about beating Jeff. Ogle. I, mean, I think Jeff would have beaten him in fairness, yeah, but yep. you know, you think you're worried of about. Of course, you know, yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Trying to it was and I mean the biggest mess there was Montgomery. Oh, that was that was a, yeah. his was a bigger disaster than Phil. There's the greatest middle line player of his generation and took five to get down with a seven iron in his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was hopeless. Um, there is can, can, because I'm the one that notices this stuff because no one else on this podcast ever does. There is another thing that Brooks kept. There is one thing that Brooks kept uh, is better than Tiger Woods was, but they do have in common. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's fairly unsavory. Spitting. Spitting on a golf course. Oh, oh, Jesus, yeah. can what he spit? That? He's not alone. But he's he's is, almost he's up there. He's terrible, okay. and he does that one where he. But we're, drops it out and he sort of watches it dribble yeah, out of his mouth and droop out and a big but, long and he got one on himself and he had to <laughs> the camera's on and he's trying to wipe it off his chin and his but chest. Australians don't understand spitting in the context of Americans. It's spitting. disgusting. Well, well it's, a, it's a chewing tobacco. It's the, it's not spitting as in we oh, spit. I understand. It's the sucking on that. Remember the first time I saw it was in a bus in Asia going back from a tournament to the hotel and these guys, Americans at the back of the bus with an empty. Yeah, yeah. Bottle, Coke bottle. Spit it. I said, what are these guys doing? And they're spitting. It's, it's the most disgusting. Disgu- <laughs> it's horrific. It's really, it's really off-putting. And because they do a lot of that, you know, all the, the pressure's rising, you know, tension's inc- mm. increasing. So let's get the camera a bit tighter on the key protagonists. We want to see what their face is mm. showing. We want to read the mind of the man. So they get right in close and then, you know, big Brooks just leans down well, and out comes that. the big galoop and it's disgusting. Does anyone chew tobacco in Australia? Is it kind of a th- I've never seen anyone do it in Australia. Oh, they're, and on tour, they're all chewing that gum now that well, the old Tiger bloke, was the old chewing are. during the Masters yeah. and Phil was going at it on the weekend. Do we know what's what pro- – there's clearly something going on with this it's gum. It's something to slow your heart rate yeah, or calm you, you down or so – it's, perf- it's a performance-enhancing substance. Yeah, it's a beta blocker a, it's a beta blocker mixed up into a bunch exactly. of chewing gum. So can we do run some tests on this stuff? Why does Guess Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods start – Doing it at 47 years yeah, of age. and no one else is. It's quite bizarre. Placebo. Very odd. Placebo. It's yeah, very odd. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, my man, Xander Shawflay. I was going to – I wanted to bring it up. It's only a matter of time, right? To congratulate right? you. Well, he didn't, he didn't win, uh, but, but, you know, you know it's, it's close. And he didn't look like – but he hung around. And there's I probably a bit, bit of merit in that, I reckon. No, there's a lot – there's a – he finishes tied third. He's pl- in his 10 majors – He's got five top tens. Mm. He's good. He's got, there's a, oh, in fact, I'll find it. There's a, do, have you seen enough of him, Clates, and Justin, to know what it is about him that you like? If I know Clates doesn't partic- like the way he taps down his spike marks on his line, but that's another Oh, was that him? No, that wasn't him. Xander was doing it at one point, I believe. Was it Justin? No, that was, um, it was the Jason, Jason Duffner, where he was that, banging the. There was a video of Xander doing it though as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Not across the line, but no, down the doing line. doing the whole make yeah. the I'm interested in your view on that about it's okay to do it across the line but with your putter, but don't do it down the line with your putter. Well, it's interesting. I, we, when I first played in Europe as an amateur, but the Dutch Open and the Benson Hedges, you could tap down spike marks in Europe on that tour. Yep. You're allowed to tap them down. There was a European tour that they, that they ban. I said, why'd they ban it? Well, I said the bunch of guys got center shaft putters and they started making little troughs down the line. And I'm not accusing Duffner of cheating because I'm sure he's not a cheat. And I'm not going to say but either. In the film of him on the Roger Bannister file, yeah, which he is 51 in, so seconds, in, officially in, 51 in seconds hit the one-foot putt. Unbelievable. Tapping down a spike mark but going with the putter down the line towards the hole. I mean, I think you've always mm. got to – Across the line. Yeah, to, to, you've got to be seen to be yeah. obeying the rules, not yeah. creating a little trough. 
There was a lot of talk about that video, Duffner, how he leans back and then lines his ball up twice, that maybe he was doing it to put off Tong Lee, who he was playing with, who is notoriously not fast. Oh. But because well, people were saying, like, why is he doing this? Like, it was bizarre. Yeah. He took, and then he, like, lined it up and he was waggling. And It was very odd, wasn't people it? People were thinking, like, perhaps he has to be doing this as, like, a how Tong, you've been slowing me down all day. Well, that would kind of make sense because yeah. it looked all a bit unnatural. It was so it? bizarre. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It looked really light, like really Weird. leave it in there and force. Um, Kyle Porter, who I, I, I'm not, I don't know who Kyle Porter is, but he put out a tweet. Only 11 golfers have made the cut at the last six majors. Um, here are all the guys who have played all six under par in the aggregate. So of the mm. 11 who have made the cut, here yep. are the six that are under, under par through. Uh, Woodland, five under. Cantlay, 8-under. Molinari and Simpson, are 12-under. Xander, 20-under. Mm. And Kepka, just to underline the greatness through this stretch that you're talking about, Justin, 43-under. That is phenomenal. Yeah, that's extraordinary. That is genuinely extraordinary. Uh, anything from an Australian perspective that you want to um, mention for Make the Cut? Um, a bunch didn't. Just Adam's comments, I thought. He's, Hazy spoke with him um, after – finishing on Sunday and he was he was like genuinely filthy about what had happened that day. He was so disappointed in himself and I think the grab he said was that I would rather miss every cut for a year and win one major than than keep Could, playing yeah, like right. this because he was just sick of contending and falling short and um, Well he's not gonna win if he doesn't contend, so <laughs> at least he's there. Yeah, it's a good sign. Oh, I mean yeah. he's yeah. he's right there. I mean he 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 was he had eighteen birdies so for the week which tied him third in total birdie. Mm. So he's got no Issues, you know, currently the way he's playing in, in making. But unfortunately, he tied 42nd fairways hit, which that's... It's pretty good. Is it tied 42nd? That's not, bad. That's not terrible. Well, then no. Fair, I mean, the thing with American fairways at majors is the ones that are narrow is that depends how far you're missing them by. Yeah. Now, you might have missed three in the... But I put to you that if he finishes top 20... In fairways hit. So he's hit 37 fairways out of the 56 holes where fairways are in play uh, for the week. I'm, I put to you that if he hits 45 fairways, then he probably wins. Yeah, it's probably, it, de- it depends what holes you miss them on. You know, if you miss the ninth and 10th fairways at Pebble Beach, then you can't get on the green. Mm. But if you miss the 13th and the 15th holes, you can, or the 4th, you can. So it depends which ones you miss, where you miss them. Well, Jason Day couldn't win. He was tied 62nd fairways hit, 33 hit. Yeah, I mean, so. he can't – he's so wayward off the tee yeah. this week, he yeah, can't possibly yeah, contend. It doesn't matter who's counting for you if, what you, did you if you can't get the ball. So so this whole Stevie Williams thing, mm. you know, is there – if it's not going to be ongoing, if this is not going to be a relation, professional relationship that is for the foreseeable future week in, week out, he's going to be his caddy. I think he is going to do it for He's going to do it yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's yeah, committed think, to it. I think that's kind of what came out. He's going to do it full time for till the end of the year and do weekend week out. Oh, okay, right. I, well, yeah. I, well, I get off my soapbox here. <laughs> so I didn't realize. Dave seemed pretty case. happy about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was glowing every day, and obviously it seemed to help him out. He's he's had a few comments after each of the days that Stevie helped me there, and I didn't know what to do. And well, clearly so, he helped him so yeah. grind away to make the cut. Definitely, he, he finishes tied twenty first. It's a pretty remark. Look, I'm not great at translating what stats mean into right. where you should finish in tournaments. But if he's only hit 33 or 56 fairways yeah. and he's finished tied 21, that would suggest that there's a lot of other stuff in his game that's in pretty good order, right? Yeah, he's putting and he's... Go, he's go, yeah. How, where was he in Greens and Regulation? Oh, I haven't got all the stats. 
I'm going to which, is, which is the most relevant stat. Oh, especially well, yeah, yeah, I just looked at the worst ones yeah. that they had. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that he finished yeah, last like He's in. good. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Leishman, Cam Smith, uh, they had their, you know, Mark Leishman putted, the, putted beautifully again. Mm. Got a beer coming out too, Leish. Yeah, so that's right, yeah. Yeah. If you see the video today of him um, mowing his lawn, what's that talking about? about his mowing his lawns? Oh, no. you'll love it. It's right up your alley. Yeah, what? every day. Everyone, no, find the PJ Tour, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the US PJ Tour have done a video with Leash at home, and he just, it's four minutes of him waxing lyrical about how much it means to him to mow his own mow lawns. lawns. Every oh. day. Mow is he at riding on? Is yeah. he riding on? No, no, both. He's got the ride on and the yeah. push behind. So this is going to be stripes into them. Um, really? They've got his wife, Audrey, in it, and she's like, just tape, paint him out. It's hilarious. It's very funny. Really? Yeah, it's right. I Mate. love that. What a legend. Get a gardener to do it. Can you back a tra- <laughs> if you can tell me you can back a trailer, then he's a complete man's man. I reckon he could do it all. Loves mowing lawn, brewing his own beer, good golfer. Comes loves from footy, Comes from Warrnambool. Yeah, Played at Port Fair on the weekend too. I wanted to ask you, Clates, talking about the setup and the rough and everything mm. like that. Yeah. If the way Pebble was presented on the weekend, say, sorry, in a hypothetical world, the best they could put Pebble up was a 10 on a 1 to 10 scale. Yep. Perfect. The, Where so, would you rate it from the, on the weekend? In terms of if if Pebble Beach at its absolute at its absolute best, yeah, prime, which was probably nineteen twenty nine when they opened the right. redesign. Okay, uh, you'd give it a three or four probably <laughs> at this point, wouldn't you? Three or four. Well, the greens are shrunk; they're too small. What would you have done? Is my well, they need to expand the greens back out to where they were. Make make decent sized greens. Cut the bunkers up against the greens like we do in Australia. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all the long grass. Yeah. Long grass around the greens or fairways or Both. full stop. Both, but certainly around the greens. Because mm-hmm. how many times did we see guys hit shots last week, pull the iron out, miss the green, put the iron back in the bag and pull the love wedge out? Drop yeah. it behind you the never, You never do that at Royal Melbourne. You walk up and see what lie you've got, what shot you've got, yeah. and you're picking between four or five or six clubs. Mm-hmm. Just 180 yards while they're pulling a love wedge out. So hypothetically, if they did that, got rid of all the rough. Be the best course in America. What probably. would that have done to the score, do you think? Not that it matters. What would it, yeah, would yeah, it have done to the scores? Yeah. Uh, they would probably be lower. Right. But I think if you, you know, the, the, the Melbourne courses are difficult because when you're getting the bunkers up against the greens, the bunkers are difficult. The greens are hard. The pins are tight. There are mm. slopes coming down off the, off the peaks of the bunkers and the bunker shots are really difficult. Mm. They replace that in America with long grass, which doesn't look any good. It's bad architecture. No, bad, no, bad no elegant look about it. No shot choice. Lob wedge, gouge it out. So I think you could make Pearl Beach a remarkable place. If you, if you gave that course to Bill Craw and Ben Crenshaw or Tom Doak or Gil Hansen and said, have your way with it, rebuild it, I think it would be probably one of, it would be one of the best three or, three or four courses in America. Do something with the inland holes, make them, make them better without turning it on its head. Well, I was an American architect, Jay Blasio, had a lot to do with Chambers Bay for Trent Jones, re, did a, a fictional rerouting of Pearl Beach. He played the eighth hole and had a par five going backwards down 13 and 12, played 11 down the hill of the beach, reversed the water holes with the water on the left, nine and 10, 10 and nine, and then had, had the fourteenth tee and played the fourteenth as a, you know, from a tee way left where it is now. So, so it was a complete rerouting of the bottom end of the golf course. And when you looked at it, you think, why didn't they do that? That's a way better routing. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're never going to do it. I mean, it's such a money machine, that place. Yeah. The owners are never going to shut that place for a year and rebuild it because it's going to cost them you – know, every, every green fee is basically 1000 bucks. Yeah. You'll stay there in the hotel. And, so they're never going to pay to redo that place. But if they did, it would be amazingly better than it is now. Do they care? 
care. I don't care. I don't care. I think the no. US Women's Open's there in 2023. 23. How different do you reckon it'll look for that? Well, I think it, there's a chance that it'll be miles better. Is it just tees forward or do they actually? No, well, they, well, they should recut the golf course. Yeah. Whether they do or not. I mean, I, and you, I don't know how much that they altered that golf course for this Open, whether they, you know, the eighth fairway, all that fairway, all that. You know, the eighth fairway should run to the cliff. They let it, yeah, yeah. And they've yeah. got thir- twenty yards yeah. of rough there. Yeah, yeah. You know that 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 is on an alternate fairway. At the ninth, it's all grown over now. You know, it, it's a it's a remarkably different golf course it, than it was in nineteen twenty nine. When if you look at the old pictures, it looks incredible. Is it the only hole? Is it is it the only good golf hole in the world that has a tree in the middle of the fairway? Uh, I did raise some questions about that tree. I saw a bit. There was a bit of back and forth uh, between a couple of Australian pros that I know. So I think yeah. Nathan Green and yeah. talking about it. Yeah, Matt yeah, Griffin, yeah. Matt Griffin was yelling yeah. on having a chat about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. more, more sillier on that hole of the bunkers to the right, which are completely out of play and just eye candy. So the tree makes you got to go left of the tree if you want to have the ease, but it's a more difficult drive, and the safer drive is to lay up. To the right of the tree, but the tree comes into play. Yeah, so, around, yeah. so, so that does that make any? I mean, because you can have a hard and fast rule about this, can't you? About trees in the middle. You never of have hard and fast rules in golf courses. Okay. Right? So, is that a reasonable placement of a tree? Yeah, it's an okay. I mean, I okay. would never plant a tree there. Yep. But I don't know that I'd cut it down. It's a tricky one. I would yeah. need to see it and look at it a bit more. It's, you don't get a great impression on TV, no. and it doesn't completely screw you. Yeah, you can still play no the whole. No one jams up against yeah. it. You can always get around it and get on for three, and it's not such a massive tree that if you're behind it, you can't get over it reasonably. Yeah. And yeah. So it's but in a, in an ideal world, if I mean you know the first hole at Lost Farm, which is basically the same hole, yeah. or the same tee shot, you would never go and plant a tree where that tree is and think that was okay. But you know it's quirky and it kind of works. Yeah, bit of character. Um, last one on the US Open before we get to a break and catch up with Stace on the other side of it. Uh, Victor Hovland, yeah. how impressive! How Star. impressive is this kid? Yeah, good. Well, he's lowest score in the Open. Is he? But but, but, but be- far from the best finish. I mean, he he beat Nicholas's record, but mm. Nicholas was second when he set the record, and Jim Simons was fifth in nineteen seventy one. So there have been amateurs who've finished higher than he did, but he shot the low score. I mean, clearly a terrific player, long hitter. I mean. He's got an Australian caddy too, did I read somewhere? I read somewhere. He? Yeah, he's high he came out here over the summer for the, uh, I think the, oh no, sorry, last year. He was here for the Australian Open in Sydney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, put in a great showing. We in. should get him out again. Yeah, I reckon I we want to get him. We're going to try. Yeah, it'd be great if yeah. we could get him out here and get him in love with Australia yeah. and have him feel, oh, this is good for me to come I out. to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's going to be an exciting player to watch, I reckon. Yeah. He just carries himself. You know, yeah. Some sports people carry themselves the right way. He was duking it out with Kepka on the Thursday morning for the first six holes. I think they were both four under or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. Playing yeah. together. And Impressive. Just, yeah. So he's playing his first tournament as a pro this week at, in yeah. Hartford. As yeah. is, as is yeah. Matthew Wolfe. Matthew Wolfe, yeah. Who pro. played at Royal Melbourne. He did. Okay. The uh, I know Tiger's not Tiger anymore, but but it was pretty impressive, right, what he did in the last round. Six birdies, six birdies, six birdies in the last, in the last 12, 14. Yeah, yeah last oh, Like he was four over through six and it's going pear-shaped. And I was impressed sideways. the first day and a half. I think he had a 20-something hole stretch with a, out of bogey. It was just two birdies early and then just pop, up, up, up for a day and a half, which yeah. and especially at the US Open was – he only had his B game, but yeah, yeah, he was hanging around. It's pretty good. I did T21's going to – it won't look disastrous when you eat, mm. when the story, which is still yeah. being written, you look back and you go, oh, yeah, it was okay. You know, yeah, like he's still a, competitive. Not and, a horrible week at all. No, no. 21st yeah. major. Yeah. Uh, is there, anything else on US Open before we get a wriggle on? Um, 
Where is it next year? Remember? Anyone know? Wingfoot. Wingfoot. New York. New York. Jeff Ugly. Tough course. Five over. Seven How many over. US Open? Oh, there was, this was another one. Last one before you go. How many, if you could pick a six-course rotor for the US Open, and there can only be six courses to be played, for the US Open to be played on, what six courses would they be? Oakmont. Properly cut Marion. <laughs> a rebuilt Pebble Beach. Um you need to go in the south, Southern Hills, probably. Gil Hans has just redone Southern Hills. I'm sure that'll be great. Uh, where else? Shinnecock. Uh, sh- sh- properly set up Shinnecock where they, where they don't mess it up. And Chambers uh, Bay, done. I like the golf at Chambers yeah, Bay. Yeah, it was fun. I, lo- I love the It was people, the most memorable US yeah, Open. I, I love the golf years, at Chambers so I mean, you have to go East Coast, green. West Coast, the middle of the country. Chicago. I mean, Chicago Golf Club is the best course in Chicago mm. by a mile, but they're never going to have it. I mean, you'd love to go to Sand Hills or Bally Neal, but. The nearest town to Sandhills is 20 miles away. It's got 400 people in it. So, well, where, where are they going to get, get their ribs and their burgers yeah. from? The, well, there are plenty of burgers in. You know, there are more cows and people in Nebraska. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. But but I but I you know I think it would be good. Chambers Bay is, is an example of a modern course. Mm. Aaron Hills was I thought it was pretty good too. Right. Really, you know, a course built for wind and, and it didn't blow. So it got a bad rap. Mm. Now, they've been to two opens at Shinnecock and they've messed them both up. So. Yeah. You know, you'd like to go back there and think that. When the, Did he settle on six? You were, six. I saw you were that counting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Marion properly cut would be great. The problem with Marion is that it's very short and through the middle of the golf course. And the only way to – and par one, Rose shot 280, I think, 280, around 280. So they got their winning score that they want. Mm. But the problem is the ball goes too far. So it's obsolete all that, all that, you know. So you've got to just – you have to distort the dimensions of all the courses to – Manipulate the score they want. So Pebble Beach, if they cut it properly, they're going to shoot ten shots lower, and they they're going to hate it if some guy's shooting twenty three under par in the US Open. A lot of people were saying if Gary Woodland had shot thirteen under last year at Shinnecock and won, there would have been riots. People blowing up about par score and yeah. the winning number. Yeah. So Gary Woodland with birdie in the last Eclipse Tigers twelve under of two thousand when he won so, by fifteen. So but. going back to Victor Hovland and Matthew Wolf, the relevance of that is this is the new generation coming and there are fifteen year old kids who will be better than them in terms of club head speed and ball speed. In ten years it's going to be a complete catastrophe because Kepka's going to be the norm. Mm. And what does it do to the golf courses? Do you just you know, I saw one of the Webb Simpson's caddy tweeted, Well this is the answer. Dog legs, small greens, high rough and Narrow fairways or something. Uh, some, you know, it was just like, no, that's not the answer. Because <laughs> you don't go and take Royal Melbourne and St Andrews, and you, you can't just go and make dog legs at St Andrews. You ruin the whole concept of the course if you make narrow fairways. There was that tweet Gil Hans put out where one of the double greens at St Andrews mm. was big enough to house thirteen of Pebble Beach's greens. Is that a fact? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think there was a graphic so, playing in the wow. US coverage. Quite a yeah, right. Small greens are a horrible idea. No, there are great courses with small greens, like Woodlands in Melbourne's a Great course with small greens, but small greens generally are you know, well done. Big greens are great for golf. Yeah. So narrow fairways, long rough dog legs, and small greens is not the answer to Doesn't the problem. Like, doesn't the answer to the problem is to fix the equipment, not to screw the golf courses. Hmm. There was one tweet that I'd loved was from Jerry Fultz. I'm not sure, Jerry, if you're hmm. in there. Everyone is playing like they're in. Sorry, not that one. Sorry, wrong tweet. <laughs> yeah, good morning. <laughs> Ben Coley, if the players unanimously agree that the USGA have done a wonderful job, have they really done a wonderful job? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it is no. 
On that, why don't we uh, clear a rug? Stacey Peters is standing by to talk to us about the next of the majors uh, for the women. Uh, we'll get to her on the other side of this. You're listening to Inside the Ropes. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian golf's national junior program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. My golf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. So, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org.au. Welcome back to the show. Uh, the next of the majors, they keep coming thick and fast. It's a fantastic time to be a golf fan. Uh, we had the US Open for men last week, and this week we've got the LPGA Championship for women. Although I don't think we call it that anymore, don't we? Do we? we have to call it something else. We have to call it by the sponsor's name, don't okay. we? KPMG. Exactly right, Glenn. You, you, hashtag young golden era types. You're far more aware of this sort of brand yeah, exactly. awareness than we are. It's all the, about the, the old boys. Uh, and we've got feet on the ground over there. Our very own Stacey... Stacey Peters uh, is there, and she's uh, got up nice and early to take our call. We're recording this at about 10 past three on a Thursday afternoon. What time is it over uh, where you are, Stace, and thanks for being part of the show? Well, well, thanks very much for having me again, guys. It's um, it's always a pleasure to be on the show. Um, and I don't know if you call this late or early, or I think it's just uh, ticked over midnight here. Um, so looking uh, really looking forward to the day tomorrow. Where are you exactly? Tell us where you are. We are in Minneapolis. Um, for the KPMG PGA Championship, Murray. Right. And uh, who are you? Um, you're played at Hazeltine. You're sharing, you're sharing a house with a couple of luminaries. You're a luminary yourself, of course, but you're sharing a couple, a house with a couple of our real-life chances, aren't you? Why are you whispering, Stace? Yeah. Absolutely. We've got, uh, well, we've got uh, Sue O, oh, who's in, obviously, some very, very hot form, um, Hannah Green also, and the lady herself, Carrie Webb. Um and we've also got the Kari Webb Series winners here, Becky, uh, Becky and Grace. So we're really the houseful, actually. Can you can you boys hear Stacey? Okay, she sounds like she's. You don't sound your normal your normal boisterous self at the moment. <laughs> That's probably because I'm trying to keep my voice down because they're sleeping. This is the quietest I've ever heard Stacey on the phone oh. by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> can you really hear me? Okay, though. Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah, anyway, Stacey, how's the how's, how's the how's <laughs> How's the course, which is famous for Dave Hill saying in 1970 at the US Open, the man ruined a good farm. All it needs is 80 acres of corn and a few cows. But oh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with that. No, well, well, since then they've rebuilt the course, I think, and, and changed it quite a lot. So it was a very controversial Open in 1970, but uh, it was where Tiger beat. No, yeah. Tiger lost. Tiger lost to Yi Yang. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what it's going to... And Payne Stewart beat Scott, I, Scott Simpson. I can't reel open. off that like, uh, oh. like Clates there, so I'm just going to have to nod and agree with those. Right. What's, the course but, look, what's the course look like, though? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's awesome. It's in very, very good uh, condition. But playing all the comments from everybody is that it's super long, um, depending on the setup. But they're even saying, you know, like the par fives are super long, like, chatting to the girls tonight. Um, and even I was reading something earlier that Aria is thinking of uh, playing driver this week, oh, which wow. is unheard of. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, but again, we won't know until tomorrow to see the setup. I guess. Yeah. Are any, are any of the girls saying that is a good thing, is a bad thing, intimidating, or are they happy to see you long course? Or? I think, to be honest, I think happy. You know, um, like a tougher setup. I think a couple of the par fives are maybe, if they keep it how it has been, 
maybe they're saying a little too long and really tough layups. Um, but I think, you know, it's a major championship. That's what it's supposed to be, you know, a challenging setup. So, yeah, I'm really keen to see how it plays tomorrow. Who's the longest of the Australian girls, Stace? Oh, i probably have to say Minji, would we? Yeah, Minji. Um, Nana, maybe? Yeah, I'd, I'd be saying... Yeah, I'd probably say Minji. I think so. Def- definitely off the tee. Um, I don't know. Can I can I get back to you? Yeah, in three of course days you can. My words, you can. <laughs> um, what what did you, you mentioned um, earlier that you know um, Sue Sue comes in in you know off the back of some really good form? What did she put that down to? She'd been sort of you know, kind of battling away a little bit in the lead up to last week's event. What what did she what did she discover last week? The fairway. Yeah, well, yeah. I I'll be honest. I haven't spoke to I haven't spoke to her a lot about it. Um, but yeah, she just said her ball striking last week was just phenomenal. Was actually, I think, the words she used, and especially on the weekend, she said like she couldn't miss, um, which obviously is a nice feeling to have. Um, takes a lot of pressure off the rest of your game. Um, but yeah, and, and as we know, she's kind of been battling the past couple of months. So I think uh, we're all very excited to see that form. And you know, what, when else wouldn't you want that? But heading into a major, so it's exciting. And you said, Stace, you've got the Curry Web Series scholarship winners in the house with you this week again. Um, again, for a second year, it's Grace Kim of New South Wales and Becky Kay from Queensland. Tell us about what sort of things they'll be getting up to uh, this week at the PGA. And are they shadowing the girls around the golf course as they're playing? Are they walking around with you? What sort of exciting things um, can they look forward to? Yeah, I mean, they've already been here for a couple of days now. And they've been following, obviously, Curry around with their practice rounds, following a lot of other players as well, not just Curry, trying to learn from everybody. Um, but even they got to go into the media tent. They got to go into um, the, what do you say, like the repairs van. Um, just all that sort of extra stuff, like behind the scenes sort of stuff that you don't usually get, which is kind of cool. And and they have shown me their outfits that they're wearing tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about this one, guys. I was going to say, it's become <laughs> a bit of a bit of a challenge every year to get covered in the paraphernalia, <laughs> the flags and the capes, and have they taken it to another level this year? Exactly. I, I really feel they haven't. I actually feel for Becky. This is her third year at it, so she's had to step, you know, raise the bar each time. And uh, But I think she's done it, though. I have to be honest. Um, Kari hasn't seen it yet. They chose not to, um, you know, to show her until she tees off tomorrow. But I'm not sure that's a good move either. But, um, yeah, so we'll just be out sort of watching all the Aussies tomorrow. But, you know, try and watch a lot of the others and hopefully they can learn as much as they can, bleed everybody of uh, information. Yeah. So if Minji wins, does, what does that do for her world ranking? I see she went down. She'd have to go well, very, very Lexi, close. Lexi yeah. went past her because she, she's had a first and a second the mm. last two weeks. So would she need to win to yeah. get to number one? Or I've seen, I've seen many different scenarios written over the past uh, few days of if she wins, you know, so many things, other things. Clayton should be better at probably reeling this off for me. But if she wins, other things have to happen. It's not just a, if she wins, she goes to number one. Um, yeah, there has to be other other circumstances. You know, probably Lexi outside top ten or something like that. I wonder if she knows about Ash um, Barty. That would, that would be my guess. Wouldn't it be nice if there was this... Like, when was the last time Australia, men or women, had the number one player in both golf and tennis concurrently? And we're, we're <laughs> a chance. How, Barty, how Barty two, Lee three. There's a ch- there is a real chance that mm. we could have uh, in the women's side of the sport the number one, pre- one number one ranked players on the world at the same in the world at the same so time. So the three leading Australian women, Sam Kerr, Ash Barty, yeah. and Minji Lee, they're the three kind of <laughs> just about. Maybe what, some what of that? the surfers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Gilmore. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the yeah, f- I saw uh, a few things on Twitter. Uh, yeah, when Hardy went to number two, and I'm like, "This is awesome! It's so exciting for women's sport in Australia, isn't it?" Mind you, the question awesome. is, they're kind of one-offs, though, aren't they? Really? I mean, the second-ranked Australian women's tennis player. I'm speaking from ignorance here. I assume is quite a way behind Barty, and Sue's the second-ranked women's golfer in the '70s. Somewhere. Mm. I mean, she's better than that. Yeah, and she'll get closer, but yeah. Um, it's not like there's a yeah, stream of right. kids tennis, you know, know. lined up behind them. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You know, if they all went yeah, away, we'd yeah. be back in um, the hundreds again. Right. It's a cheery thought. <laughs> well, I'm just yeah. saying that. Yeah, well, no, no, it, it's true. And hopefully, you know, that can change, um, you know, over time, both in tennis and in uh, in golf. And hopefully that by having these top, you know, two girls at the top is going to help that next group, you know, mm. having having role models to look at and, um yeah, I mean, I still think it's an exciting time. Yeah. If you're, if you're picking the Korean women's Olympic <laughs> golf team now, so young, you would be last in, ranked nine in the world. <laughs> she would get the fourth that's, spot. That's a scary. Which yeah. is pretty that's staggering. That's a scary fact, isn't Yeah, that's it? terrifying. Staggering. So I know there's been a bit of back and forth between you lot, uh, trying to ascertain exactly what number start this is for Curry Webb in a major championship. Has anybody nailed this down yet? Yeah, well, I don't know why I was just thinking about it before. Don't tell her I was thinking, oh, she's probably played a few of them. But I was just, uh, while I was waiting for you guys to call, I was like, oh, she probably has played a few. And I guess to play 100, you'd have to play for more than 20 years. And, yeah, she's done that. So over my Googling and the boys' Googling, I think we got that this could be number, what do we say, 98? I think this is 98. Justin, did we say? 98 yep. but if anyone out there's got any, yeah. any more solid numbers than that, please. Yeah, add inside the ropes. Help us out. Go- yeah. As Mick Malloy would say, Google it in. Absolutely. Google it in. Google it in. Andy, isn't that your line? No, that's not my line. That's, no, that's the other. That's the idiot. He says that line. That's um, Julie Engster, oh, okay, one, okay. 135. Julie is, Engster. is that the record, is it? Well, she's is played that, one, it's hard to, imagine right? that, hard to imagine playing more than 135. No, but is that her actual number? She's played 135. Gee, that is phenomenal, isn't it? Well, she's 53. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She's still turning it up. She'd be... I wonder, does, I wonder is Kari aware of that? She'll get there. Kari's aware of everything. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I, no, I mean, is she aware of I probably won't mention that tomorrow morning. But... Yeah, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> she can probably hear you up in bed. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably, you probably won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, All the... Shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so which, give, me the, um, give me the finish. Which Australian wins it? Stays? Oh, it's, I think it's really hard to go against Minji, even though she probably hasn't been. I think she'd be okay to say she probably hasn't been in her best form the past few weeks, but I still think it's hard to go um, against her. Um, oh God, we'd be all wrapped if any of them were up there come Sunday, though, would we? No, we would. The seven Australians teeing it up at Hazeltine, so it's a good contingent. Just, just Wendy Dolan is the, a bit of an outlier. How does Wendy Dolan qualify for this, Stace? Yeah, she gets in through the PGA over here. Um, through an event being, I think it was like top eight in that. She has played it, um, she's played this quite a few times as well. Um, it gives the opportunity for um, PGA members over here to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's another unique thing about this event. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, we'll let you get back to bed. Uh, you need to get some good. What, <laughs> how many hours until you're up with the, with the team? What, what, what sort of, how many more hours have you got before you have to wake up? Well, I actually think I was going to go to golf with Sue. So. I'm thinking not too long. Okay. Uh, maybe five. All right. Well, you go. So she's off at eight o'clock, right? So she's going to be there at. Yeah, yeah. just after. And what a pairing! Oh, They've Sarah done that Kemp, nicely yeah. for me. Sarah uh, Kemp, yeah. Good. And and Kempy. So yeah, keen keen to get out and watch them in the morning. Right. Yeah.
Go to bed. Thanks for talking to us. Uh, fly the flag and bring them all some luck. All right. We 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 want to see we want to see something good at the end of this. At the end of this. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on again, guys. Look forward to uh, yep. checking in next week. You're a big part of the team. Stacey Peters joining us all the way from Minneapolis. Chaska, Minnesota. Yep. Looking forward to it. Uh, that is the KPMG LPGA Women's Championship. Did I get all that right? No, there was an element. Oh, yeah, God. It's it's think, bugger it up. It so there's too many letters. Yeah, right. uh, we're going to break out of the way. More to come on Inside the Ropes after this. The Golf Australia website is now the place to go to look up your handicap and so much more. Whether you're out and about on your phone or in the office trying to avoid work, just go to golf.org.au and punch your golf link number into the box at the top of the homepage. Who knows, maybe that last round was just good enough to put you in single figures. While you're on the site, check out the daily golf results at your club, view our course index for up-to-date ratings, read the latest golf news from home and abroad, listen Listen to Australian golf podcasts and interviews and watch video tournament highlights or tips to improve your game. It's everything a golf tragic could want. Visit golf.org.au today. The home of Australian golf. It's hard to not have an emotional verdict at the moment. Of course, I'm very pissed off with my finish. and Just because you want to par in doesn't mean you're... You know, and also at that time, I'm not thinking about powering in. I'm not thinking about birdieing in either, but I'm just playing and, uh, you know, really, really one loose swing there off 13T, maybe costly, uh, you know, and obviously three putting 16 and 17 was not ideal, but I don't know if that was making the difference in the end. It just kind of rubbed the salt in the wound. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Did you have a number in mind when you were standing 13th tee? Not, not really. I mean, I was just kind of playing. I, I, you know, whether I thought I needed to par in or birdie holes in, it's not going to affect the way that tee shot no, plays. You know, no. I wasn't going to hit a two iron if I <laughs> thought I, would, yeah. I could par in. Uh, just a bad swing. And, uh... You know, I don't know what that is at the moment. I'll have to think about it. Is it a lack of focus? It's hard. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a strange game. My swing didn't feel anywhere near as good as yesterday, but somehow everything was going my way, and yeah. I just was trying to get out of my own way today. How much? How excited were you through 12 holes? How much were you thinking this this could be it? I wasn't really. I mean, I, I was still three shots back. Yeah. I think at the time. I mean, it was. It, I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just playing and uh, trying to keep things going in the right direction. Yeah, you still needed some good things to happen, even from 13 on. Well, I definitely, yeah. I mean, and, you know, if if I posted 10, yeah, it would be great now, the way it looks. uh, But you you don't know how me posting me being at 10 under maybe after 14 affects them and yeah, maybe they sorry. play better maybe they don't you don't know I mean I just disappointing to not you know kind of execute the last holes in a better fashion I mean there was some good stuff but it wasn't that great coming in how so long, that's disappointing how long will it take for the dust to settle before you realize yet again you put your hat in the ring for another major and, and things are going in the right direction yeah I mean it's pretty hard to 
expect yourself to shoot like 63 on a Sunday at a US Open to win. I mean, you know, I might have mentioned it yesterday. I mean, that's happened once. That was Johnny Miller. You know, it's it's not just going to happen. Uh, you know, I think there's some other stuff from the first couple of days, maybe more to to work on. And you know, it's always very marginal things. It's you know, missing a couple greens with wedges and nine irons from the fairway on Thursday. How much does that count? You know, it's very hard. Maybe I was could have started today eight under par. Yeah, you know, and exactly, yeah. and been right up there and <laughs> had to play in a different mindset. It's it's tricky. I mean, when you're forced to go at it uh, a little bit, anything can happen. Would it be fair to say your goal going into the Open is to give yourself less work to do on Sunday? Yeah. I think I'd like to be in a kind of a leading position (laughs) for a change Uh, because this is frustrating when you kind of sneak up in the back door with a few holes to go and then a slow finish. I mean, I I didn't really have a chance at the end at the PGA, but, you know, I bogeyed three holes coming in like a lot of guys did because it was hard, but, you know, it just makes takes a little shine off what could have been really yeah, a nice to way to finish the small margins for error, like the error here, it? it is yeah I mean and even you know you sit there as I'm trying to part on 18 and I just have a quick look at the board and it's like wow even if I got in at 9 mm. you, yeah. you know you never makes them think I, I gotta tell you I mean the pins on 16 and 17 all of a sudden were more like US Open pins I mean yeah. they're on some yeah. severe slope yeah. the only two all week uh, and 18's kind of fast too. Those yeah. last three greens are a little uh, yeah, a spicy at the moment. Thing. Yeah, so a lot can happen, especially with the whole thing on the line. I mean, uh, it was fun to get it going for a bit, but it's frustrating that uh, I didn't have my best stuff the last few holes. Are you, are you proud or are you angry? No, I'm angry. I'm, I'm angry. I mean, you know, I'll be not proud when I throw in the towel and don't try. I'm, I'm you know, I want to win one of these so badly. I play so much consistent golf, I feel like, but that's kind of annoying. I'd almost rather miss every cut and win one tournament yeah. for the year if yeah, it was a major. Six, yeah, it's annoying. It's really annoying. And that, and that was kind of my thing at the start of the day, although I didn't hit it good at the start of the day either. I hung in there and then all of a sudden it got going my way. And that's the kind of stuff that I, I like to see, but... Uh, I think that's just experience. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of work to do on some on a, on a swing, and everything can be just a bit better. And then I think I'll be in that kind of leading position. Then I'd like to see what I've got. So that was Adam Scott talking about Hazy uh, after a spirited performance at the U.S. Open, and uh, clearly one that he feels uh, he can improve upon. Uh, we look forward to that uh, around the world. Justin, uh, Australians, uh, we're sort of flo- the flag was being flown here, there, and everywhere on the weekend. Anything of significance away from the major tours we haven't touched on yet? Always a quieter week when there's, for, for at least for the men's game, when there's a men's major on. I think the most exciting by mile outside of what happened at the US Open was on the LPGA tour with um, Sue. Yeah. Sue O, who's obviously Metropolitan Golf Club and a very close friend of yours, Clates. She finished runner up uh, at the major, I hope I've got that right. Raya. Maya, with a J, but there you go. Um, LPJ Classic, runner-up, and effectively locked away a card for next year. It's been a lean year for Sue, you would say. The results yeah. haven't been there. No, she Finished was... Runner-up well, at the Vic Open. In second February. of the Vic Open, and so she's Second had, here. And like she's made 200 of a 230,000 in two tournaments. Two weeks. And as John Hagen 
often reminds me the most overrated thing in pro golf is consistency. Oh, yeah. You see, the last thing you want to be is consistent. Unless you're great, like Tiger Woods and you're there. The last thing you want to be is consistent. You want to play really well Every now and then. when you play really well. No good. You know, you can finish eighth and make 40, 50 grand. But get in there and, you know, suited last week, finish second and make yeah. 175,000 bucks. And So do you, do you speak to her? Have you been in touch yeah. with her? Or yeah, what, yeah. So what did she, what happened? Well, she's got a new caddy, Tom Powerhorn, who's a member at Royal Melbourne, pro here. And she's been to see a guy called Dana Delquist, a teacher who has been great for her. What's she been working on? Her swing. <laughs> Which is what, what, what well, most, most, most well, no, well, he's a he's, very specific. He's a swing coach, yeah. not, not a he's not an old teacher how to get the ball in fewer number of shots. I don't think she's so, going to, but she's not teaching him how to surf. She's not teaching him how to surf. No, but you know, he's he's a he's a technical coach, right? Okay, as so, opposed to a was there something about her? I'm not sure she ever really understood what she did. She okay. never had a great explanation of what she, and how her swing worked and what she did. And I've played with her a lot and spoken with her a lot. No, I don't get it. I'm not a I'm the worst. You're a mental coach. I'm hopeless. No, I'm not that either. But, um, you know, I, I knew this guy was a great teacher because I'd watched him on Instagram and I know he's been, he, he worked with Mako Grady for a long time. So he knows the swing inside out, upside down, every which way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying he works with Catherine Kirk as well? And he works with, I'd, I'd spoken to Catherine about him at, at the Vic Open and I, uh, we kind of spoke. I said, yeah, you know, you're in California, go and see him. Yeah. So she did and he's good. Been, I think he's been great. Good. Uh, so, and, and I and I think he needs to be the last one. You know, there's been a bit of a revolving door, mm. which is not uncommon. I mean, lots of, you know, lots of players go to lots of teachers before they find one they like, and some mm. never do. But I think he's technically great. I think, you know, I think he gets her swing. He's given her a good explanation of what goes on, and and she and she, I've never seen anyone change, make a change so quickly to a swing as she can. She can just do something different and just. She doesn't know how hard that is to do, but uh. I mean, I've been trying for 50 years to fix my backswing and <laughs> still can't do it, but she just does it in 20 minutes. That she might have sailed, Clayton. Yeah, <laughs> long gone, that one. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, you're talking about consistency being overrated, but Minji finished T16 again for another yeah. just completely uh, anonymous top 20, so yeah. congrats to her. Reen Gibson, T42, the week after winning on the web.com tour. So, so he's got his car for next year. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty much home. He's so. done, yep. Um, and two of our, I'd say, prom- most promising young girls playing in the Japan tour, Karis Davidson, she finished T45, which for how she's been travelling over there is nothing special, but uh, she's been holding down the fort over there, and young Gabby Ruffles, who yeah. uh, I think would be in a break from college in South California at the moment, she got an invite to play over there. She missed the cut, but a pair of 73s for Gabby in Japan, so that's pretty exciting. Can we just, uh, I know there's bigger stories going around, but Newcastle Golf Club, I, 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 you know, we know that there's the... Um, you know, the 2025 white yep. paper and, you know, so let's celebrate, we'll certainly identify clubs who put these plans into action. Mm. Uh, all tea all times at Newcastle are open to all players yep. from now on. There'll be men's and women's comp every day, yeah. I think. Yeah, six days a week. So, you know, there's no men's days, there's no women's days. It's you want to play, you can play. So In a one membership category. Yeah. Voted on by the members as well. Which is, you know, great. Yeah. And it's progressive and more of it, I reckon. How do you reckon that'll go down at some of the crustier old joints around the place? Well, don't, that's going to kind of happen anyway. Well, what do you? I mean, yeah, they're clearly, not the first club to do it, but no, no, no. Yeah, but, let's, the no let's tell, hey, if the more you hear yeah, about exactly. it, I think the more we should mention yeah, it. Yeah, it's all, it always amazes me. Newcastle's such a great course; it's a brilliant course. I never played there. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, 
It's always it's always amazed me that place. I mean, Newcastle's a decent Is it coastal? Place. Is it on the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a lot like Peninsula, the north coast of Peninsula, very similar land. Yeah. That's an amazing course, and it just seems like it's always struggled for money and members, and but it's a brilliant course. I mean, Rand Morissette, who's the best writer, golfclubatlas.com, courses by country, if you want to look, the best writer of golf course reviews in the world. He lived in Sydney for a few years, and he drove up to Newcastle to play every weekend. Yeah, right. Yep. Drove the, he, he was a member there. Yep. It's a, Worth it. It's a brilliant golf course. Uh, so well done to the members yeah. of that golf club who have uh, taken a pretty progressive stride forward for that club. You can't take a pro- progressive stride backward. Not possible. No, exactly. Right. Can you? No, oh, you could. No, well, no, it wouldn't be progressive, would it? Can, you have, can you have a great future ahead of you? I heard someone say that the other day. <laughs> She's got a great future ahead of her. It's like, well. <laughs> well, you could have a bleak future ahead of you. And I, no. Uh, you, you can only have a future. Ahead. Have if a, I only have a future. If by I, definition, yeah, it's, it's ahead of you. Yeah, no, that's true. If I wrote that in predicting a, what sort of future you have ahead of you. Oh, that makes sense. She has a great future. If yeah. I put that in the story that's true. and Hazy yeah, was subbing it, he would take that it's gone. Yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah, spot on. Of course yeah. you do. But it's something we all say, but yeah, it's true. I, I heard someone no, say no, it on the radio there, and it's like, no, that's not all right. It's probably not right. No, it wasn't you. You wouldn't be listening to my show. I watch your footy show. Your footy show is very good. I love your footy show. Thanks, it's fun. That's no, very good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not good. called the footy show. <laughs> Whatever it's called. <laughs> it's called the, the, the front bar, bar right? That's yeah, that's no, terrific. Um, thank you. Hashtag doing it for Jared. Yeah, awesome campaign that's coming up this year. Um, it's starting soon and going all the way through to December. Um, obviously, coming up to the one-year anniversary, unfortunately, of Jared Lyle's passing, but Challenge, who he did so much work with in Golf Australia and all the organisers, PGA of yep. Australia, ALPG as well, all do so much work with. They're asking clubs to pick a day on their calendar and do it for Jared. They're going to, whether it be a gold coin donation in the pro shop or organize a whole day and go nuts, do whatever you can. Um, All proceeds are going to go to challenge. They want to get 500 clubs. So as of last week, there was already 40 in. That was barely before the whole thing had launched. So um, they're hoping clubs all around Australia get involved. So go to challenge.org.au is the website and you can sign up, add your club and Mad if you don't. Go nuts. The P- yeah. Oz PGA as well announced they're doing Yellow Day on yeah. the second day of the PGA. Which is great. Well. Yeah. And we obviously had the Lyle Mile across the summer of golf last year. So um, there'll be heaps of stuff going on and, yeah, doing it for Jared. We, we saw on the weekend, I think one of the best stories Hazy got out of the US Open last week when he was at Pebble was he – someone asked Ricky Fowler. He was running sort of a real mullet-type setup and someone asked Ricky what's with the hairdo and Ricky turned around and said, oh – Jason Duffner and I have sort of started wearing funny hats. We're raising money for our foundations, blah, blah, blah. And Hazy talked to him and he said, yeah, well, obviously it's because of Jared and they were great mates. And Ricky still wears the pin on his yeah, hat every great, week. Yeah, it's isn't it? He does. He's good. Yeah. Ricky, he's it's like, great. It's awesome. And so, yeah, Ricky's still doing it for Jared and, yeah, get clubs around Australia. To Speaking of Jared, it's mm-hmm. the one-year anniversary today of Peter mm. Thompson's yeah. uh, passing. Correct. Which was worth noting. Absolutely. Yeah, every year. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, on that slightly somber note, uh, good to see you. You too. Thank you. You too. Well done. Hashtag Golden Era. Looking forward to the Corn Ferry Tour is one I wanted to finish. The Corn well. Ferry Tour. That's exactly yeah. the KFT. Have you heard about this? No, no. I thought, well, no. The, the, web dot, the web dot comes out. It's gone. gone. It's Corn Ferry with corn a K. Ferry. So it's what a, is that? It's, a it's like a oh, banker and insurance. We don't know what it is. But that's why they do it because no one knows what they are. So Isn't Corn a, some sort of religious heavy metal band? Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. But this is the Corn Ferry Tour. And it's got the exact same logo as Roger Federer, pretty much. Yes. It? Did see that this yeah. morning. Yeah. There you go. Oh, gee, and I think it's coming in from next month or something. Well, yeah, maybe no, this like weekend. Is it? I think it's, it's just changed. Yeah. yeah, it's just like that. Oh, there you go. So much yeah. for heritage and legacy. Uh, web.com. Hogan Nationwide. Buy.com. Web.com. There was another one, wasn't there? 
Uh, vault, no, no, no. Uh, not sure. There was Hogan, Nationwide, Buy.com, Web.com, Corn Ferry. There was another one in there somewhere. Oh, it was just Nike. Getting, Nike. Tour. Just getting used Nike to it. Nike Tour. Nike yeah, tour. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's a good name. This is the sixth one, right? Six yeah, months. Right. And before we finish, Mario, we had a new induction to the Bannister File, yeah. Jason Duffner. We've got a new member of the Ostwick Club. Oh, have we? We do. Oh, uh, outstanding. It's fallen in our laps this morning. Uh, the British Amateur Championships on this week. Yes. Dave Michaluzzi won overnight. So he's in. He's our last man standing. He's into the round of 16. But he's our number one male Australian ranked player in the amateur yeah. rankings. Yeah. Number two, Blake Windred. Unfortunately missed the cut in the stroke play, but he's got an entry into the Oswick Club to hang his hat on. He shot 82-67 oh, in, well in the stroke play round. And well, just that'll soften out. the blow. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. A, Dave Michaluzzi needs to win one or two more matches and just quietly lose and go away. Oh, this is yeah. this is a very unpopular opinion from you, Clays. There's a Terry Gale in 1978 won the Singapore Open, and Peter Thompson, the aforementioned Peter Thompson, walked, came up and said, "Congratulations, Terry, but not a good tournament to win this one." He said, "Not a good tournament to win." He said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Look at all the blokes who've won it." He said, "He said I had to three putt the seventh green myself one year just to make sure I didn't win." <laughs> And the British amateur is not a good tournament to win. History tells you that. Not a good tournament to win. Well, as, is very there, bad tournament to win. You Google yeah, before I'll, you just Google past yeah. winners of this. I was getting it up as we walked I'll, in the studio. I'll then. give you. Sure, I guarantee. Sergio you. Garcia and Jose Maria Latherbal. Well, they're two handy ones. And, I guarantee you, there's three other women in thirty years, forty years even. I guarantee. I'm going backwards, Romain Langask in 2015. Yeah, okay, well, keep um, Brian McPherson, 2011, last Australian winner. Yeah. Uh, oh, geez, it's slim pickings here. It's very slim pickings. There is a Lara Thabal. Not, oh, yeah, not, one. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Miko Illinen, Sergio, yeah. as you said. Yeah, Sergio counts, yeah. Oh, this is grim. I'm at, back to 92. Give me some names. Read the 91, names. 91, Gary Wilson Home, Rolf Muntz, Stephen Dodd. This is late 80s. Keep going. Keep Christian going. Harden, Paul Mayo, David Curry, Garth McKimsey, Jose Maria Alathabal. Who Philip beat Montgomery Parkin. in the final. That was a good one. Yeah, five and, five and four. Formby, yeah. Uh, Philip Parkin, Martin Thompson, Philip something from Pluge, France. Philip Pluge, yeah. Pluge, sorry. Yep. 1980, Duncan Evans. Duncan Evans, I played that Jason one. Jason Gold, Peter McAvoy, back-to-back years. How'd he go? He was terrific. But, oh, well, there you go. But at this so, point, we're now why. in the era where they mostly didn't turn pro. <laughs> and going even further backwards, I... Dick Sitteroff was yeah, pretty well, good. Golf history is not my no, no, forte, no, but, but it, it's, um, it's a bit in the class of the Singapore Open. <laughs> you just want to three-putt the... <laughs> Not to get your, hole in the semi-final. Not to get your name on the trophy. Shout yeah. out to the Singapore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, uh, that's a better note to finish the show on. Uh, good to see you two fellas. Thanks for listening, Thanks, everyone. Thanks to have Stacey Peters. Good to have uh, Hazy filing in from over at the US Open. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week to do it all again. You've been listening to Inside the Ropes.